Hello, hello, hello. Yes, we're going to roll on over. Just like I said, and you know, this is Fabulous Frida on WDGS on your podcast station. And I tell you, I tell you, I'm on a roll this morning because the Holy Spirit, it started ministering to me this morning around 5 a.m. The importance, the importance of going into 2024. New year coming in and the spirit is saying to me, it's time to decide. You got before you bitterness and blessings. Which one you going to choose? And now I ask myself that question and I say, God, well, you know, I don't operate in bitterness. So I definitely don't want bitterness to rest and rule over my life. There are great blessings for 2024. But let me share with you how they're going to be. You got to be open to be taught. Uh, 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 talked. That's the most important thing. It, it, this is not about an age or stage in people's careers as far as their acclimates. Let me repeat that. This is not about an age or stage or acclimates. This is about being teachable because the person in the position to teach you is guided and led by the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you something. Make no mistakes. A lot of people have been teaching Bible, but, but, but let me tell you something. But they're not operating in Bible. A lot of people have been teaching people from a place of bitterness. I'm telling you, you can teach from bitterness and you can tell people how to reject folks and how to to to, to implement rejection. But but that's not that's not biblically. If the Holy Spirit does not severance this relationship, and that's why I'm always mindful in my disconnections. And when I say a complete disconnection, I have kept people in my life for years and years who gave me tears and tears and tears. Because one thing I have come to learn, when God severance a relationship, it's a done deal. And that's why people don't need to go so far. You don't need to get so mean that you can't try to get it right. You don't need to be so unforgiving that you can't humble yourself. And, 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 and make your way back to a good-hearted person. I'm just saying, in 2024, people who got some negative, nasty energy in 2023, if you think that God is going to allow you to take it into 24, I'm telling you, it's not happening. So you're going to need to listen to part one where there are suggestions on what you can do to alter your, 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 your attitude. And then part two, where you can listen to another article to help alter your attitude. Now, in this part three, I'm going to give you some bona fide scriptures to help alter your attitude. And this is the thing about scriptures. The Bible says that the only reason that we should take scriptures to hide in our heart is that we will not sin against God. So when you allow your feelings to take you in the opposite of these words from God, then that means you've gone on with your own feelings. You you get your, your feelings became your God. And that's why I believe it's a great falling away. Because a lot of people, they validate their feelings to become their God. And it does not coincide with the word of God. When the Bible says, let all bitterness and anger, as I ended in in part two, I'm going to pick up in part three. I'm going to give you several Bible verses that relates to bitterness. And it's going to be very important that you make note with these scriptures. You write them down and you activate them in your life. You execute and activate and exercise. I'm just saying, because if you don't do them, you're going to find your blessings going to be blocked tremendously. And a lot of people, blessings are going to be blocked from good, wholesome relationships with other people. So when it says, let all bitterness and anger and clamor 
and evil speaking be put away. I just want to share with you because sometimes people don't know some words. And y'all know I'm a word person. You may not know what clamor means. So I, I just, I just, I just, I just really listen. If you don't write no other verse down but this one. And every day pray and ask God to take these bitter, bitter behaviors away from you. Let all bitterness and wrath. Y'all know what wrath means? Well, let's just see. Because we're going to dissect this thing. And the reason we're going to do it, because you need to get free. Wrath means extreme anger. That anger that you hide. That anger that you receive in fear. That anger of incurring your, your, the wrath from God. That anger, what you just say, you don't care. That fury, that rage, that vexation, exasperation, hot-tempered, bad-tempered, bad mood, ill, irritation. And you got some people, I'm telling you, I got somebody got mad with me because they felt I should call certain spirits out in a person. And so they end up acting out in the same way. And that's the part I be trying to get by hypocrites. It's like, okay, well, if you if you find fault in a person for acting a certain way, and you don't see the same fault in your own self, then I'm going to tell you to me what trumps people's behavior. It's what's your position in life? Are you a teacher? Are you a coach? Are you a Christian? See, all these things, they always make a difference. Make no mistake, they definitely make a difference. And you can't act the way everybody acts. You can't act equal when you don't walk in equal titles. Hello. And the most critical title to me is when people put a position over themselves, listen, in the ministry. And I know people say, well, pastors are still people. Yeah, they are. But they people who put a title on their name who said that they Christ-like in their Christian walk. So this is what you expect to see. I don't expect to go to a hospital and somebody has the title of a nurse and they don't know how to do nothing but secretary work and they think they should stick me with a needle or cut me or do something to me and, and they don't have a clue what they're doing. So titles are important. And if people can't walk in what they put over they title they self to be, then they need to drop the title, in my opinion. And stop trying to make excuses about the fact that we people, everybody people. But there are specialties of people. And when you see the title that that person specialized in, that's why you go to them. Hello, dum-dum-da-dum-dum. Really? I be listening to folks and I be like, well, make that match and make it make sense. I mean, if your title is you are a clinical doctor, then I know I can come to you for clinical needs and you should be able to help me. If your title is a primary doctor, I know you don't specialize in maybe colon. And so I'm going to go to a specialist. You can't tell me that a title don't make a difference to people when they're seeking out what they need to seek out to get the assistance that they need to be assisted. I'm just saying, hello, if you're a podiatrist, it's a significant difference. So you yeah, when you specialize, you may be a pastor, you may be a preacher, you may be a teacher, but baby, when you put them titles out there and you give specific uh, instructions to what you do, especially when people talk about they coaches, we're coach. And everybody coach in different coaching styles. But one of the things about coaching, you can't be one-sided about things. And you can't be making things personal, even if it is personal. Hello. You got to make a decision. If you're going to walk in your personal position, and it's going to supersede your spiritual position. I'm just saying, hello. Make it match and make it make sense. And this is why there's a great falling away. This is why sometimes some people, they've been preaching and teaching for 10, 20, 30 years, and they ain't got no mega ministry. Because they ain't walking upright. I'm just saying, hello. 
They teaching from a place of bitterness. They teaching from a place of brokenness. They're teaching from a place of bruises. And until they get healed, they ain't helping nobody. They don't blind leading the blind. I'm just saying, let me get let, let me get on in the scripture. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor. That's the word I want to get to. Because some people I know they don't know what that means. So let me tell y'all what clamor means. <laughs> What clamor means, it's a loud, because some people get clamor from the pool pit. I ain't going to tell you no story. Listen to me. Y'all got to grab this. Clamor means a loud and confused noise, especially that of people shouting vehemently. The questions rose to a clamor. Listen to one of the words they have with clamor. Ratchet. (laughs) Ratchet. It's a a loud and confused noise. Uproar. Babble. Shouting. Yelling. Screaming. Roaring. Commotion. And the reason I say people do it from the pulpit, because, you know, it be some people in the pulpit, they be preaching and they be being like, and 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 so you can't understand. They making a loud noise, but it's like, what they saying? Only part you can comprehend is the and I'm just saying and And then you got people sometimes, they, most of the time, we, we encounter clamor, I believe, is in our phone conversations. When people get upset and then they make this confused noise because that's all it because it's like, okay, boo, you need that. You done got so loud and obnoxious that you confused at first off when people start just hollering out anything. That's vermintly. And then it get to the point, just like the definition say, you can't even understand what they saying. They just sound like, tingling brass and they don't even realize all that hooping and hollering and shouting and fussing after a while can't nobody even understand what you saying so it's like you just making a bunch of noise that's clamor and they say people shouting vehemently so let's see what does vehemently mean cause I'm telling you people need help and they need to become word persons <laughs> Vehemently mean in a forceful, passionate, or intense manner with great feelings. That's where we go, right back to them feelings. And they can be very passionate about what they're saying. But then because they do it in such an intense manner and their feelings just took over, they just be vehemently. You know, it, it be so angry. It be so brutal. And until it's considered as vehemently. So, you know, what I'm telling you, the Bible says it's ratchet. I mean, I mean, the Webster says it's ratchet, loud, <laughs> uproar. <laughs> when I saw ratchet, shouting, yelling, and people, first of all, you don't got tuned out. And some people, most of the time, you know, when they finish and they clamor, they give you the dial tone. But they probably should, because folks done tuned out by then. If somebody steal a hole in the phone, that's because they just kind-hearted. Trust me. If you get, if you start acting out in clamor and you get a chance to hang up, that's because that's a kind-hearted person. Because I know I don't talk to several people, and they say it's immediately, as soon as a person starts acting out in clamor, they immediately, they don't give them a chance to, to hang up on them. They just hang up themselves. So when we look at this scripture, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Okay, now let's define malice in this scripture. Because sometimes I don't think what people know what stuff mean and they be guilty of it. And that's why God is separating good people from these people with bitterness. I'm telling y'all, it's going to happen in 2024. If you think you lonely now, just wait. 
2024. If you don't start working on these scriptures really taking root and transform you and conform you, you're going to find your life in a much more lonelier place than it is. And it's a sadness to me because there's thousands of people in the world and we shouldn't have to live and be lonesome and lonely. I'm just saying. Unless it's a personal choice. Now, some people make a personal choice because some people like to live a private life. And that's fine. That's a personal choice. And they don't and they and they not mean people. They sweet, kind people, but they just prefer to live a, a private life and they don't like to be in a circle. But when you got them outgoing people who like to be in a circle, who like talking, who like engaging, who like being entertained and being entertained by and who like people, to, who like people and who like people to embrace them because I love people. I like people. I like talking to people. So, you know, you got to be mindful of your own personality. And if you know you're a pe- person that carries bitterness, but you like people, you like to engage with people, and especially if you in a position to teach and coach people, hello, I'm just saying, you really do need to not have any type of bitterness, any type of, of, of clamor. I'm just saying. And then it's a put away from you all malice. So what is malice? The intention or desire to do evil or ill will. It said, bear no malice toward anybody. That's some people, they get upset with you and they want to go to a root worker or they get upset with you and they want to say, well, you know what? I seen her on Facebook. She looking like all that. I hope she fall and break a leg or something. You know, people say things like that. And the next thing you know, because I'm telling you, I know a person and I've always felt, you know, For God to convert their lives, it was to me one of the greatest commitment that could be transforming in this person's life because you had to know them before. And they'll tell you in their testimony, you had to know them before God took a hold of them. But to me, they always had this beautiful hair. They've always had these, these beautiful facial features. But, you know, it's like. When the more they begin to to be active in the spiritual realm and spiritual role, all of a sudden they start having these falls. And and see, this is what came to my spirit because sometimes, see, people, you know, like I said, people don't listen to me when I say things. That's who they're afraid of. She could tell folks. So I just learned to hush because some people can are teachable, some people are coachable, and some people, you know, and I understand people being selective and who can talk and who can teach them. Trust me, I'm selective, okay? But but the thing is, when a person don't mean you no harm, that's what you got to look at. If this person ever harmed me, if this person don't mean me no harm, I ain't never harmed them. I ain't never put them down. I ain't never, I ain't never did nothing but try to be what I could for something to be a blessing. And if I can't be a blessing, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't trying to be. But this is the thing. When you look at things start happening and occurring, like they kept falling and breaking their leg. And I was like, well, what are hurting their leg or hurting their leg? And I said, well, what is that about? But let me tell you something. Sometimes bitter people, they carry malice. And sometimes that bitterness could be in a person. But then sometimes it be with other people. And when you carry bitterness, it tells you these are the other, these are the, uh, it don't stand alone. Believe me, it does not stand alone. When you are a bitter person, it comes with malice. It's going to come with speaking evil. It's going to come with anger. It's going to come with clamor. Trust me, it don't stand alone. Pay attention. So when you see this scripture, malice, the intention or desire to do evil, ill will, People will do things against you. It says spitefulness, spitefulness, bitterness. See, bitterness is is in the word. That's just how like if you you look up a word and you see the same word in the word that you're looking up. I'm just saying, you know, that's a connection. It don't stand alone. So malice, it says come with ill feelings. Hatred, bitterness, venom, vindictiveness, vengefulness, revenge, evil intentions, enmity, devilment, wow, bad blood, backbiting, 
grudge. And then it got the B wordness. You know what the B word is? It got that B, the B word with I N E S S. This is the sad thing about that word malice. A lot of people exercise it when they carry bitterness. That's why I said bitterness don't stand alone. And so what they do, they get on their phone and they tell somebody. And they don't tell them when things are going good. Listen, this is when you know a person is full of malice. They wait until things are going bad. Now, if you tell someone something going good and you're getting along with people, you're just backbiting. But when you wait and you hold and you harbor all this stuff that you done talked or heard that builds up, and when you get in your feelings and you feel some bitterness towards somebody, then you ready to call and share all this bitterness with the person that you know they said with. See, that's that's the malice. It's not how you did it. It's when you did it. Because everybody, I'm a firm believer, everybody talks and say stuff about somebody. But when do you execute it? When do you decide to do it? Like somebody told me last year, they got upset with something that I said because I said to them, they didn't exercise compassion for a person that I chose to. That made them angry because I wouldn't share some information that they wanted me to about somebody. And and, and and so what they did, and they told me, they came back and confessed. So they went and got with somebody else. And they said they dogged me out. But that's what malice is. That's what malice do. It takes the intention or desire to do evil, ill will, spitefulness, hostility, Ill feelings, hatred, bitterness, venom, vindictiveness, vengefulness, revenge, evil intentions, devilment. Now, when I saw that word, I'm like, what? Let me see. What's devilment mean? Devilment means reckless, mischief, wild spirit. Mm. Naughtiness, bad behavior misbehavior, mischievous, troublemaking. Ah, that's a word I can relate. Devilment is troublemaking, misconduct, Mm, disobedient. Wow. Pranks. Wow. Well, a lot of them things, they devilment too. That's why I don't follow TikTok because it's a lot of devilment on TikTok. Oh, a lot of pranks. So let me keep moving, though, in the scripture because I just wanted to make sure you really dissect Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. Because really that scripture alone, with all the words that it used, it helps you to make sure that you don't operate in bitterness. This is why you need to let all Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. All that stuff need to just be put away. And these are the things, the words you can use and ask God to take those things away from you. Because if he doesn't, that means God has allowed your mind to become reprobated. Proverbs 15 and 1. A soft answer turns away wrath. But grievous words stir up anger. And even if grievous words stir up your anger, you have to be in control enough. You have to have enough self-control to not allow that anger to convert to sin. So you you got that part. Everybody don't talk soft and, and, and turns away wrath. But when you know that a word is said to you and it wasn't a soft word, guess what? You can still turn that word around. You can still turn it around. Ephesians 4 and 31. Oh, we read that one already. Hebrew 12 and 14 through 15. Follow peace with all men and holiness 
without which no man shall see God. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. You want to get to heaven? You need to execute holiness. Because the scripture said without it, no man could see God. I did a podcast, I think, day before yesterday. And I talked about if you want to make it to heaven, there were three things you would need to do. One is have a pure heart. Because the scripture says only those with a pure heart shall see God. Another one is unset. We come to him as little children. That means you got to be forgiving. Little kids, they'll play together even after they've hurt one another. I'm just saying. That's how we have to be. And now here's the third one. You got to follow peace with all men and holiness. Because without it, no man shall see the Lord. You're not going to be in heaven if you ain't no peaceful person. I'm just saying, if you ain't mastered on earth how to control yourself to have peace, God ain't going to have all that rant and ranging and carrying on and ratchet stuff up in heaven. I'm just saying. (laughs) And getting in your feelings and thinking your feelings, they take uh, precedent over God in heaven. No, they don't. You're going to have to learn to push past your feelings, boo. And know that even when they get hurt, you can just doctor on them through Dr. Jesus. And you can learn how to let go and let God and still treat people right. That's when you get to that place to understand just because you feel a thing don't make you right. You can keep feeling what you're feeling, but I'm just telling you what's coming. Then we look at Hebrews 12 and 15. It says, looking diligently diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God y'all hear that this ain't my word I'm just telling you what's coming Hebrew 12 and 15 looking diligently lest any man that means you don't get no exception any man any human being fail of the grace of God lest If you have any root of bitterness springing up, trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. I think you need to know Hebrew 12 and 15. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. We back to the defiling. That's that reprobate. Matthew 6, 14 through 15. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. That is simple enough. And until you learn to forgive men their trespasses, just know you caught up in a place where God, I'm just saying, he'll turn you over. James chapter 1, 19 through 20. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, Let every man be swift to hear. If you got a problem with hearing, slow to speak and slow to wrath. And what does wrath mean? If you don't know, let me tell you. Wrath means extreme anger. When you get so angry with folks and you need to get them to dial tone and you can't, if you can't get off the phone peacefully, you know what? That's a person who got an issue with anger. They might be, need to be be slow to hear so they can hear better and not get angry. But it says extreme anger. That's wrath. And make no mistake, God also executes his wrath. While people thinking that they anger hurting somebody, they need to be worried about that, the wrath of God. Because God does execute wrath. And when God wrath fall upon you, he I fall upon anybody. Let me put it that way. Uh, any of us. Because I don't want his wrath to fall on this country. Oh, Jesus. Please, Lord Jesus. But when God wrath, that means a anger, a rage, a fury. And we don't want that to happen. But it says that it comes from people. Wrath is from hot temper, bad mood. Irritation, irritability, displeasure. And I believe that's how God looks down upon us with displeasure. 
and he get irritable. And when he get irritable and aspirated and vexed with our actions, then his wrath falls. And so when we're made in his image, and it tells us that we should be slow to wrath, And this is why God, grace becomes sufficient. This is why God constantly forgive us. And he don't execute his wrath. Because just can you imagine if every time you had a conversation with God and you didn't do what he wanted like he like, like people do when they get mad with you and God gets so angry like people do and he hang up on us and hang up on you or mistreat you and don't acknowledge you on things that, you know, people been acknowledging you for all your life and all of a sudden they so caught up in their anger that they don't do it. Just imagine if God treated us the same way for everything we did out of order. And even though he could say, I'm so sick and tired of them, I'm so sick and tired of them. And sometimes we be so disobedient because we don't even, we be ignorant to the scripture. And we be thinking we be right. Because I know some people, they they want glory. I, I really believe they seek, eat, drink glory. And, and they, they said something the other day. They said that somebody told them they were the apple of God's eye. And I just, I just, I ain't going to tell no lie. I had to disconnect because I said that's just too much vanity to me. Because let me tell y'all something. Everybody is the apple of God's eye. And, and when people start singling themselves out, to try to be so high-minded. And then, because you repeating something somebody said to me, if you got a spirit of humility, you wouldn't even repeat that. You would just embrace that. That ain't nothing for you to put on a billboard. You know, unless you're seeking glorification. And that's, uh, that's all I see in people's spirits sometimes. They really seek to be glorified. And they forget that scripture when God said, because if you if you operate the opposite of the scripture, let me tell you what that does. That creates you to have a spirit of disobedience. So when the word of God said all glory belong to him, I even listen to people. I, they need to be mindful of who they give all this glory to, because see, then that means you're disobeying the scripture. And, and, and I'm not one. And people get offended with me because I don't want to put nobody on no pedestal every time I open my mouth for every day. I don't need to because all glory belongs to God. Now, people can't do nothing, not even in their life, in my life, in nobody else's life without God giving them the ability to do it. That's why all glory belongs to God. To God be the glory. Hello. But you got to watch them spirits. So when I heard somebody say that, I was like, what's that about? Why do everybody, let me tell you something, what the Bible said. Let me tell you what scripture said. Everything that God made was good. The only way we are no longer good, we turn ourselves over to that place by our own conduct and character. So everybody is the apple of God's eye, in my opinion, until they get to that place of evil and, and disobedient. And then till they get, well, let me put it this way, until they get to a reprobated state. I believe everybody is the apple in God's eye. Why I say that? Because God, grace and mercy become sufficient for all of us. So who isolates themselves to make, and even especially in an open form, to make yourself feel that you're so much grander and better than somebody else? That's a spirit of pride. Because I was waiting to hear, well, even if you somebody did tell you something, I didn't hear them say, well, you know what? All of us are the apple of God's eye. They said somebody told them they the apple of God's eye. I said, well, what about all these other people? You know, this is what I'm thinking to myself. Then I said, Alfreda, you don't, I can't entertain that. And I can't. I can't entertain people who comes out with too much puffed up. I, 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 I'm not good in, in all that puff. Because, see, let me tell you why I, I, I be afraid. I be afraid to stay in the midst of too many puffed up spirits because, you know, when we were kids, they used to say, you know, when people try to steal God's glory, you know, I don't want to be next to them in case lightning strike. And I'm just not guilty of giving people glory over God. And And anybody to me that needs their ego stroke to make themselves so significant then I think that they don't even understand. Maybe they, they they don't even maybe perceive. They might have already reached a reprobate. Because make no mistake, the devil knows scripture. 
I'm just saying, I ain't calling nobody no devil. So don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Uh, what I'm saying, in other words, is just because a person can quote scripture and give you biblical information don't mean they don't have a, 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 a reprobate spirit. I'm just saying, most of the people that I do know who got to that great state of reprobated minds, trust me, believe me, they actually operated in a in a in a in a in a biblical title. They have either been prophets, a prophetess, a ministers, a pastors, or teachers. Or, I'm telling you, the people that most of the people that I know that had been turned over to a reprobated mind had a biblical calling on their lives. That's what I'm saying. They had a biblical calling on their life. They had a calling where they could lead God and teach people. They had a dynamic calling over their lives to be a blessing to many people, but they kept playing and they were seeking glory and their feelings took a, a, a front stage and center and their feelings became their God. How they feel and how they feel people should see them and how they feel people should embrace them. And as their feelings became their God. Then God said, okay, well, so then my knowledge ain't good enough for you. You think it's all about your knowledge. So, okay, I'm going to let you get turned over. This is why I'm saying sometimes you got to let every man be swift to hear. And you have to be slow to speak and slow to wrath. That's slow to anger. Proverbs 20 and 22. Say not that I will recompense evil, but wait on the Lord and he shall save thee. That's another way when you got to recognize when people recompense evil. When they get upset, the first thing they want to sit around and think about, what can they do to get back at you? Sometimes it may not be nothing but make a phone call to tell somebody else something because they mad with you what they say. But recompense means make amends to someone. This is what the Bible instructs us to do. Now, if your feelings lead you to do that, then your feelings dictate the right thing according to the word of God. But if your feelings don't lead you to do that and you and you act the opposite, then just because your feelings told you to do that, don't mean your feelings was right. Because if your feelings was right, then what it says, you make amends to someone for loss or harm suffered. Compensate. You should recompense the victim. You should recompense for the wasted time. Because some people waste your time. They call you with a bunch of lies, foolishness, and deceptions. And then they get angry with you. And they don't even try to make amends or recompense. And according to old time Bible study, when people made recompense, you know what they had to do? They had to reimburse. They had to pay some money. They had to make a a, a restitution to amend to show as an act of, I'm going to amend this relationship. Let me be a blessing to you and send you some money. Uh, if whatever I took from you, that way you can go and consult yourself. You know, I remember for a little short season, I had created a frustration jar. And every time I told my two older kids that I was raising, um, when they did something, they put something in the frustration jar. But they didn't never really put that much in there because they didn't frustrate me because a lot of times I didn't allow my children to be disobedient because I understood that a disobedient child shortened their days and I wanted them to live longer. I know everybody don't grab that, but that's what happens. So when you, when you compensate or you reward somebody for the loss or the harm or the suffering, now you know people who stuck in their feelings of bitterness, they're going to think that it's always about their emotions and feelings. They don't look at the fact how much wounding and damaging they have done to good people, people that's been good-hearted, people that's been a blessing to them. I'm just saying, that has truly been a major blessing. So, when God starts severing these relationships... That's why I'm, 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 I'm really trying to convey this information to you 
They cannot be reconnected and it's not going to be personal. That's the part you got to get. If your mama, your daddy, your sister, your brother, your auntie, your uncles, your nieces, your cousins, your friends, your frenemies, your enemies. If people don't reconnect to you, it's not going to be personal. If you have been the the, 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 the person, because see, let me tell you about bitter people. They're going to always see themselves as the victim. That's number one. Let you let them tell it. They the only ones with feelings when you hurt their feelings and they can't get over the fact that you hurt their feelings. Well, guess what? Those people who are stuck in that bitterness and unforgiveness. This this is what I'm saying. This is what God is going to do. And those people who have been a blessing and you know they have been a blessing, whether they advice or whatever, you know, that you know that been life saving for you. They are God is not gonna allow you to keep mistreating them people in your bitterness, in your unforgiveness. If you are unforgiving, God is severing some ties. I'm telling y'all. And if you don't get it right by the end of this year and keep it right going into next year, it's gonna determine your bitterness or your blessings. Which one are gonna be before you? Because both of them are available. And you get to make the choice. Romans 12, 17 through 21. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. And that's what yesterday would really see the whole thing. It started out wrong. Because immediately after the call, it, it, and, I, and, I, and I was in the midst of getting dressed, it's something in it. The spirit said somebody that somebody that prayer request was honest. So I called back to ask the person a few questions. Okay, first off, when did you get this request? Cause see, that person called me early on a Friday morning, early, and said. Please pray for this person. Please put this person on a prayer request. Please, because this is what happened to them. Okay. And I'm thinking, oh my God. But you know, something in my spirit wouldn't let me just stop and drop right then. So I said, well, you know what? I'm getting dressed. I'm a few minutes from getting out. Let me get things settled and I'll call you back. So I finished. I was almost dressed. The only thing I had to do was put my shoes on, grab my trash, and take it out as I was going. And I got in my car. I put the trash in the dumpster. And that's when I called a person. And I asked them the question. Because I know, unless they had, they, but they let me know. They didn't talk back to the other person. I said, let me ask you a question. When did this accident happen? Because now, you know, they, 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 they pressing up on me. It's a Friday morning and early. And so they said, well, they discovered it happened on a Wednesday. Okay. And then I asked a few more questions. And then, see, it came out to the fact that they didn't even provide things that was honest in my sight. Because, you know, and maybe they didn't get the information because the more we talk, you know, in their defense. If they said a person had just told them that morning, then they went slow to slow to hear they they weren't they weren't quick to hear i mean because once that person said wednesday okay i'm just saying so okay well i didn't need to get no imperative call so if this person not arm you with all this and then you find that out on a friday and they tell you all is with they ain't in no hospital i'm just saying the hospital didn't keep them from my understanding so it's like, okay, what is this really all about? If you just need me to hear that you just talk to somebody on the telephone, just say that. And this is how sometimes conversations turn. Because people start them out. And they don't provide things that's honest. They start out dishonest. And all people may want to do is just some attention. If you want to talk to me early on a Friday morning, then just say call and just say, hey, what you doing? I just called to talk. And then if the conversation leads to, guess what? So-and-so called and told me they was in an accident on Wednesday, but they fine. 
But see, when people try to make you engage with them and thinking they're telling you something so important that's really not that important, that's deception. That's not honesty. Hello? And then this is why sometimes the conversation always turns to the left because it didn't start out right. And when things don't start right, trust me, if God ain't in the midst of it, it don't end right. Proverbs 10 and 12. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sins. That means if you really love somebody, you'll forgive them. Mm. And if you will hate them, it ain't going to do nothing but stir up strife. And all you're going to do is sit there in your spirit of unforgiveness. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's what happens. And people can slice it, dice it, and say it any way they want to. But trust me, that's what it is. And if they want to hold on to it, then they'll hold on to it. But real love, it covers all they, the wrong. And you'll keep your, your, your line open. But Ephesians 4 and 26, it said, Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your anger. Now, I know we are all, I put myself in that, have been guilty of not obeying that scripture. And just imagine for every time if we disobey a scripture, if it made God hang up on us, if every time we disobey the scripture, it made God hang up on us, So when Ephesians said, let not the sun go down upon your wrath, your anger, and you do it anyhow, you're disobeying God. James 1 and 26. This is the one I really want to read for everybody. If any man, that means anybody, among you seem to be religious. Hello? Did did y'all get that? And bridle not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart. This man religion is in vain. Woo! And how many people deceive their own heart? See, and this is why I say you, you, y'all got to stop looking at other folks and talking about what Alfredo said or what Alfredo did say or what Alfredo did. Look at yourself and listen to your own heart. If you think you religious, If you think you got some godly connections and you can't brighten your tongue to not talk about me, you have deceived your own heart. And you think I shouldn't say something about you? When you people been talking about me way before I start telling the truth about them, I'm just saying. But you're deceiving your own heart. And God said, every time a person deceives their own heart, you ain't good. That's why I don't be understanding when Jesus said, who good? You ain't good. I don't care how much you try to convince folks. You can thank you the apple. You ain't good. If in your heart, you didn't bridle your tongue and we all have been guilty. I'm just saying. I know some people don't call me. They don't talk about their chick and their child and a whole lot of other folks. And if none of us, because the Bible is saying in that same book of James, who can bridle the tongue? All of us been guilty of not bridling our tongue. That's why I ain't falling out with nobody about what they say. Because I don't say it stuff. That's them hypocrisy spirits. And those are the spirits who deceive their own heart. How you get mad at something somebody say when you don't, you say stuff. So you deceive your own heart. You falling out with folks by what they said. And then you think people ought to embrace you even though you done said stuff. I'm just saying, make it match and make it make sense. I ain't mad at nobody. Because I don't deceive my own heart. And my religion is not in vain. I'm just saying. Because anybody angry, bitter, unforgiving to anybody you are deceiving your own heart because that's the same way God is going to be with you and that's what pushed people to get on God's reprobation list 
Romans 12 and 2. I'm almost there. It says, and be not conformed to this world. Did you get that? So when you start telling me about your feelings that ain't right, you are conformed to this world. Just because you feel a thing don't make you right. If your feelings have not caused you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, it said that you may prove what is that good, what make you think you good, and acceptable and perfect will of God. Not Alfredo will, not your will, not nobody else will, but it say what's the will of God. And God will says that if you love him and you love your neighbor and yourself, You'll forgive people. God's will says that you will pray for those who wrongfully persecute you. God's will says you will put away from yourself bitterness and anger and malice and clamor. That's God's will. And if you're still acting up and acting out and you can't humble yourself, to see the wrong in yourself. That you think people parenting at you just to be mean. But you ain't looking at yourself and saying, you know what? That's why I say this whole walk is about yourself. What got you got to push past? You got to have power in the process to be able. I know because I have to do it. I have to humble myself to laugh and answer my phone when some of them folk call me that being real mean or foolish to me. Oh, please. You think that I don't have to take it in stride and say, mm, should I answer or should I not? I got two more to go and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be to the end. Mark 11 and 20, 25. And when you stand praying, hello, that's why everybody can't pray for me. I don't even call and ask certain folks to pray for me. And when you stand praying, it say forgive. That that goes with praying. You can should never pray without forgive. If you praying and you ain't forgiving folks and you still holding bitterness, I'm just telling you what the scriptures say. Mark 11 and 25. And when ye stand praying, forgive. If ye have aught against any, that your Father also which in heaven may forgive you of your trespasses. Mark eleven twenty five. If you praying and things ain't staying and sticking in your life, maybe you're praying without forgiving. And, and, and remember, just like from Romans 12 and 2, you got to remember everything you're doing to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's not to prove to people. It's to prove to God that what's in you that you think is good is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. And I think that's what people keep missing because they like, well, I ain't got to do that. I ain't finna do that because who they think they is. Well, you don't have to. Because you ain't trying to prove nothing to me. But can you prove it to God? Because he's the one that's going to be doing the blessings. And if or you could let your bitterness just keep you stuck. Last scripture, Acts 8 and 23. For I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. That's where a person in show enough is reprobate. This is what Paul writes. I perceive that thou art in the gall. Let's see what gall means. Of bitterness. Gall is defined as bold. And impotent behavior. That's when them people boldly say, well, I don't care what nobody think. I don't care what nobody say. I, I'm finna just leave it like it is. I'm, I, I'm at peace with it. Okay. That, that bold, impotent behavior. Impudent behavior. That, that and, and let me tell you, when a person tell me, look, they okay with being okay with that type of behavior. I'm going to tell you what Alfredo do. I promise you, I let them have it. Look, if you are okay with it, I'm definitely okay with it. 
And then when they get to saying it boldly, I mean, without no remorse to say, you know what? Well, I do feel bad about what happened and what, what I did and said. But you know what? Right now, I just can't endure with them. And so, imp- impudent. 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 It say it's not showing due respect for another person. And I think anybody do respect. You know, anybody do respect. And some things I think when people are due respect, it shouldn't be a text message. It should be a phone call. I remember some couple of years back, someone lost a loved one very close and dear, their, 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 one of their parents. And I said to the person, you know, I thought they would call, but they text them. And I felt to me, in my, and it's just me being me, as a child of God. Now, if I'm not a child, if I wasn't a child of God, I probably it probably wouldn't have phased me one way or another. That's why I'm saying we got to get to this place of understanding what's your rank in the world? What's your rank in the world? Are you professing to be a Christian? Or, 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 or are you professing to be uh, one of, of, of the fivefold? Then, then you have a responsibility in that title. So, so you know, so the person told me, so it's impotent behavior. Remember, Paul wrote, I perceive that thou art in the impotent behavior. He said the gall of bitterness. Why wouldn't you call somebody? If you know this is an important date or important loved one and, and this person did transition, I just felt the person should at least pick up the phone and called out of respect and said my deepest condolences out of the connection they had so I felt the respect but Paul writes for I perceive that thou art in the gall the boldness of to not respect a person because of your bitterness and in that in that bowl of iniquity so let's see in the boldness of iniquity what is the iniquity Immoral, a grossly unfair behavior. Did y'all get that? So when you're in a den of iniquity, it says that this is an immoral or grossly unfair behavior. And that's what people will do. When they can't pick up a phone for certain things, that's, that's their bitterness keeping them from doing that. Because just think about it. If you were getting along with a person and happy go jolly and y'all went bitter, would you, this is the this is the way you ask yourself questions. Well, this is the way I ask myself questions. If I'm in my feelings, if I'm not in my feelings, would I have made the phone call? If my answer is yes, then even if I'm in my feelings, I still should make the phone call. Hello. If I'm not bitter. Because see, you can have feelings, but are they bitter? Because bitter feelings will make you walk in that spirit, what Paul said, he perceived. The art in the gall and in the bond of iniquity. So here we have it as I conclude. The emotions of bitterness, as I said in part two, it often makes a person who is bitter miserable person to be around. And even psychologists affirm that being bitter can adversely affect a person's health. And you need to think, if they're around you sooner or later, they'll affect yours too. That's that thing when we were little kids, what people say, you make me sick. People can literally make you sick. And God is moving people in such a strategic way. Let me tell y'all something, 2024 from the stock market, 2024 is they already setting it up these last three months god has been doing a new thing these last three months october november december 
And when coming into the new year, God is going to take some people on levels that going to blow people mad. I'm talking about from little bitty children. They're going to be rich millionaires. It's already some now, but I'm talking about they're going to grow by leaps and bounds. So if you raising kids, if you got your kids stuck in that bitterness, if you got your kids stuck to where they can't even reach out to folks. Y'all know how some folks is when you fall out with folks. They, they Your whole family got to be mad with them. All that kind of nonsense that don't make no sense. I'm telling you something. Your kids going to be left behind just like you. And and so, but if you teaching them to steal love, they can only learn that through you not showing bitterness. If you teaching them that every time you get mad with somebody, you got to rant and rave and be ratchet and and, and, and give people the dial tone and talk all ugly to them. Let me tell you something. They watching them behaviors. And in 2024, I'm going to keep pushing this message. I'm, I'm just not going to be as lengthy, but I had to get all this out today because I'm telling you, it's imperative. God continuous blessings. May his blessings flow upon you. And until the next time, I love you all. Bye for now.